Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's been four days. Um, been a while. Like, um, four days, not four days since I last recorded. Nine days into the wilderness. And uh, I just wanted to put something out there. A short before, before, as I am still doing the research for and at the episode that the spirit has me on i have as you know i have a bunch of episodes to do but the spirit has me on this one he he's not let me move from this one this one the revelation of jesus christ he's not let me move or do another episode other than that but he did however give me the idea to record this shorts so this episode this shorts which might even be a bonus episode, is called What If Jesus. Let's go. So here's what I'm going to do in this episode. I'm going to draw in inspiration, and we're going to focus this whole shorts, hopefully, this shorts on five characters, not like in a book or a movie or series or something. But five characters from the first five chapters of John. And we're just going to behold the, 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 not, the not so much coincidences and meetings that Jesus had. The personal interactions that Jesus had with these five characters. So I'm going to get to that in a while. But first I want to like take like a short time a short amount of time and explain uh, where I'm at where the wilderness is at um, I'm recording I'm recording this part right now on uh, let me check November 16th it's a Tuesday uh, 2021 that's for my information just in case I want to remember the time is uh, let me check six minutes to one. 1 p.m. So, the wilderness. I let me let me let me check the date again. Let me check which day this is. I think Saturday, last week Saturday, it was the eighth day. Sunday was the tenth. Monday, which was yesterday, eleventh. So today must be the twelfth day of the wilderness. And, uh, whoa, so amazing. Like, there hasn't been a day where I broke a fast, yet every day I wake up hungry every day. Hungry. Just really hungry, but not, not, not very hungry, but just hungry every day. And uh, I've gotten used to it, but I've gotten used to the, to waking up hungry. It's not, on the second day, the second day I'm going to tell you, it was like, it was really really i i woke up so hungry i was so tired i was so weak in my body i i I used the term weak in my bones i felt so feeble i that, that that was the second day but i'm getting used to it day by day day by day and i'm like oh i'm already at the 12th day like oh this is going so fast and um yeah so the wilderness I'm going to tell you it's ups and downs, but 
I think it's mostly apps, mostly apps, mostly apps, because sometimes I find myself wondering where I am with this wilderness thing. Sometimes I find myself just waiting for the 40 days to end. Sometimes I just find myself just not doing anything, immobile, just thinking and almost drowning again. Just, just like that. That's like, that's every day and sometimes I just find myself losing the motivation to keep on going through the day. I find myself, sometimes I just want to fall asleep and just sleep because, because I feel tired but if I sleep during the day uh, personally that that messes up my that messes up my mood for the day it messes up my motivation to for the day and my body will feel all kinds all kinds of uncomfortable and uneasy but that's 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 that that's like a condensed summarized version of where the wilderness is at so that's it for the wilderness and now let's go into the rest since i don't want to waste too much time into the in 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 this thing i'm just going to be real quick um and also yeah sorry i haven't i i haven't recorded for like how many days um i think five or four days five or four days i think five and also, if you noticed, I made a mistake. Today is not day 12. Today is day 11. Um, yeah, the reason that I've not been recording is I was doing this Revelation of Jesus Christ episode that the Spirit has not let me move from. And uh, when I got to it, it was like I hit a brick wall. It's like digging for gold and I hit a brick wall. And uh, I didn't know. I, I like, I didn't... <laughs> Feel like I had the strength to keep uh, to keep on digging uh, through this brick wall. So that's and the reason I haven't been able to do this episode and finish it two days ago. I don't know. I guess I have I, before the spirit before God. All my excuses are not worth it. But but I got preoccupied. I got preoccupied with school stuff. But here I am. So let's go. Let's like let's talk about these characters now. So the first character that I would like to focus on because if you read the book of John, John is like describing Jesus from his perspective. He describes himself as the as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And now let's look at Jesus and how John portrays the life of Jesus and the interactions that Jesus had with people. So the first person, there are five people in this story. The, the, as I mentioned earlier, but the first person that I'm going to highlight is Philip. Philip is from the town of Bethsaida. And uh, he, the town, that town is the town of Andrew. And Peter and if you go through throughout John you'll find that Philip was close with Andrew and sometimes he would tell Andrew and then they would go tell Jesus that I found two two times that happened 
But why did I select Philip? Because I the spirit was pointing to it. Um, see, if you read through John chapter one, verse forty-three, it says the following day Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. I wonder what reason, for what reason, and he found Philip and said to him, "Follow me." Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. He found Philip and he said to him, follow me. Since this episode is titled, What If Jesus? I'm going to ask a few questions and say, What if Jesus wanted to go to Galilee because he knew that in Galilee was a man named Philip? A man whom he knew was going to follow him. What if Jesus knew? What if Jesus wanted to, what if Jesus intentionally went to Galilee to get Philip? Because he knew, what if Jesus knew there was a man named Philip who would follow him at his say-so? A man who was willing. That's the kind of people that God wants. People who are willing. So that's it for Philip. And now let's go to the next character. And now let's continue reading. Verse 44. We're still in John chapter 1. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. He's giving us a little something. FYI for your information. And F my I for my information. Okay, let's see. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. So here's Nathanael. And he is Philip's friend. So, so Philip lives in the town of Andrew and Peter. And I don't know exactly the geography of this place. But Philip, probably, possibly, maybe, knew Andrew and Peter. And also knew this guy called Nathaniel. And when he, and when Jesus told him to follow him, when Jesus told Philip to follow him, he believed that he was the son of God. Maybe, maybe the two guys who had already followed Jesus told him that this 
is a guy that John the Baptist said is the lamb of the world, the lamb that takes away the sin of the world, the son of God. And Philip believed. What if Jesus is looking for people who are willing to believe? And Nathaniel, I love what Nathaniel, like the way that it is written about Nathaniel. So Nathaniel, Philip comes and, tell, and tells him that we found the guy. We found the guy that Moses, the prophets talk about. We found him. We found the guy who's going to save the whole world. We found the guy who's going who's gonna to come and restore order to Israel. His name is Jesus. He's from Nazareth. And Nathaniel's asking, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I don't know what that question means. But I'm, but I'm thinking, I have ideas in my mind. He's thinking, maybe, maybe, he, maybe he's had encounters with people from Nazareth. And now he's asking, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But then I love what Jesus says to him, Behold an Israelite in whom is no deceit. Deceit is deception. Deception, trickery. Behold, it's like trickery or like lies. Behold an Israelite in whom is no deceit. And I love his response. How? Do you know me? What if Jesus knew Nathaniel was Philip's friend and that by calling Philip, Philip would call Nathaniel? What if Jesus knew that Nathaniel, that he was waiting for the Savior? He asked, How do you know me? What if Jesus knew Nathaniel? personally and Jesus goes on to blow his mind and he says before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree I saw you and now Nathaniel is like mind blown he's like whoa this is this is so cool you're the son of God you're the Messiah you're the Christ you're the king of Israel and Jesus tells him you're going to see greater, thing, greater things. We see these two guys who follow Jesus, who believe Jesus, who are expectant for a Savior to come. And they found a Savior. And this Savior came to them. This, the Savior, they did not come to the Savior, but the Savior came from the Father to them. He came to Galilee where he found Philip, and in finding Philip, he found Nathaniel. He knew. What if Jesus knew that he was going to find his two disciples? What if the Spirit led Jesus there to find two more disciples? So the next encounter we're going to talk about is Nicodemus. John chapter 3 where the famous verse is found, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whomsoever believes in him shall not perish, but they shall have eternal life. John 3.16, in like John chapter 3, 
it's a personal encounter of a Pharisee, a Jewish leader, a, a, a devotee to the law of Moses, a man named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Now this ruler of the Jews comes to Jesus in, in verse 3 he said, in verse 2 he says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So this Jewish leader, a Pharisee, is coming to Jesus and he's accepting that he he is a teacher from God, a prophet from God. And Jesus begins to tell him about the kingdom of God. He says, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus begins to tell him about the kingdom of God. And he has this lovely conversation with a Jewish man, a religious leader, this lovely personal conversation and they talk about this spiritual stuff and this guy is intrigued he's thinking he's pondering these things that Jesus is telling him is trying to draw in wisdom from this teacher sent from God so he speaks to Jesus he speaks to Jesus and they speak, and Jesus speak, speaks a lot. And then the conversation comes to an end. Jesus tells him about the good news, that God so loved the world. Jesus tells him the good news, that the light has come into the world, and men did not love the light, but instead they loved deceit and darkness. Jesus tells him, the good news. He is lifting up his hope. He's telling him the good news of the kingdom. We see Jesus doing these things intentionally. Behold the heart of Jesus. What if Jesus knew that a Pharisee named Nicodemus was going to come to him that particular day? And the Spirit, the Father, told him what to say. And he spoke these things, just what this man needed to hear. The thing about Jesus, the thing about the Spirit, the thing about God, is that he always speaks what we need to hear right on time. It's not always what we want to hear, but it's what we need to hear. And this Jewish religious leader needed to hear the good news that he, don't, he doesn't need to follow the law and the prophet and all this, but that God so loved the world that he sent his only son to fulfill the law and the prophets so that whomsoever, whatsoever their state, 
if they believe, they shall see the kingdom of God. Now on to the next person. I love this, this, this story. The next person, the next character is a woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. And I'm just going to lay, lay out the thing. I'm just going to lay out the, the background. I'm just going to lay out the theme for you. Behold, Jesus is sitting at a well. But before we go to that, I want to read to you something very important. John chapter 4, verse 4. I mean verse 3. And then we're going to go down. He left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. I wonder why. So he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sakar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour, which in today's time we call it 12 p.m. in the afternoon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. So behold, Jesus, he needed to go through Samaria. What if Jesus needed to go through Samaria to meet this particular Samaritan woman who came by the well at this particular time of the day to draw water for she was thirsty. So in this story, we behold the Samaritan woman who is thirsty, who is thirsty physically, but is also thirsty within. For behold, she is in need, she is empty, she is thirsty. As you go on to read, you find out that she had five husbands who all left her empty. And the one who was with her was not, was not even her husband. He was just one to kind of like occupy the space, the emptiness. So behold, Jesus comes to give her the good news that the waters he brings, uh, he, that she won't have to thirst again she won't have to be empty again and Jesus goes on to touch a sensitive topic because he's going deeper and deeper into the heart of this woman and he says uh, go call your husband and come here the woman answered verse 17 and said I have no husband and Jesus said to her, You have said well, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom now, whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. And the woman said, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. So now, this guy at the well, this random guy at the well, who claims to have this water that will abound into everlasting life has told her about something sensitive 
he has told her about an emptiness in her. Something in her. A hurt in her. A pain in her. And this woman introduces the topic of worship. So this conversation, behold, what a lovely setting this is. The Savior and a daughter at the well. Having a lovely, deep conversation. And this woman introduces the topic of worship. And they talk of worship. And he mentions the Spirit of God, that God is Spirit. He also goes on to mention of a time coming that has already come. And the woman remembers that the Messiah is coming. And he will tell us all things. She remembers that. And maybe she had this thought, maybe in the back of her head, that could you be the Messiah? And maybe the, in the next verse, after verse 25, Jesus says to her, verse 25 says, says, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. I find it so surprising that of all the people in Jesus' life, that she, she might be the only one that Jesus directly told that he was the Messiah. She might be the only one. I mean, the disciples, they were told by John the Baptist, they were, they, they were, told, they, they were told by each other, they were told. And Peter was told by God. He tells this daughter who's hurting, this daughter who's empty and thirsty. I love this story so much. I think it's my favorite out of, out of the out of all these this thirsting daughter that behold I am the Messiah and I've come to set all things right in your life and I've come just for you and if you continue through this chapter you go on to find out that this woman the seed that Jesus planted in this woman grew grew and flourished and it sparked a fire in Samaria that the Messiah has come now this is I want to go on to our last story and our last story is in chapter 5 and I'm going to read to you it's about the man who was paralyzed for 38 years after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. 
For an angel of the Lord went a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity thirty-eight years when Jesus saw him lying and knew. What if Jesus knew that this man has, had been waiting for thirty-eight years for his healing? What if Jesus came down from heaven just for this man? He came to save the world. But Jesus always makes these experiences and these encounters, he makes them personal. Not private, but personal. What if Jesus came to Jerusalem on this particular day, to this pole, for this one man who had been waiting to be healed for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew he, he had been in that condition, condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put, to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. He didn't answer Jesus' question. Jesus said, do you want to be made well? What if Jesus came to give him the good news that I have come to make you well. And Jesus spoke to him words, words in, in a time of need. He says, rise, take up your bed and walk. And I'm going to skip a few parts and skip over to verse 14. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. The, so now it is explained that the reason this man was paralyzed was because of his sin. Not all sickness is a result of sin. But the reason this man was paralyzed was because of a sin he committed. And Jesus came to give a sinful man who was suffering the consequences of his sin. He came to heal him and restore him. He healed him and restored him. He healed this daughter of a broken heart. He spoke the good news to a desperate Jewish leader who would later, if you follow the story in John, and I was amazed when I first read this, if you, if you go on, this guy, Nicodemus, is at the cross along with this other guy taking Jesus up to the tomb. What if Jesus knew all these people's states and he came just for them? What if Jesus made it personal? What if Jesus came to you right now and he just made it personal? What if Jesus is with you right now 
What if Jesus never left you? What if Jesus has been walking right beside you? What if Jesus has always been for you? What if Jesus... What if Jesus never left you alone? What if Jesus never forgot about you? What if Jesus sees your need? What if he has come so that you might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows? Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. That, that was like, whoa, I, you even heard the tone of my voice. It was like different. It was different. It was like, what if Jesus? It was my preaching voice. Kind of like my deep thinking preaching voice. Like when I'm like saying stuff that I know is deep. Not because I'm so, not because what I say, not because I'm so smart or anything. The reason is... The thing is, the Spirit of God in me who's revealed this to me. In fact, it's amazing me, even as I'm saying it right now, for I'm saying stuff that I didn't even see. All of this I did not see. I just saw stories and history. But the Spirit point, pointed the finger and revealed this to me. And this episode is to encourage you tell you that Jesus sees you, Jesus knows you, Jesus has come for you, Jesus never left you, Jesus is right beside you, Jesus is calling you, and Jesus is giving you the good news. So I hope you enjoyed that, and I, I thought it was going to be a short, a short, but turns out it's, it's just going to be a full bonus episode. So. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, right now, uh, I'm going to be working on an episode, which is the one that I'm working on. Um, there is, oh man, I'm forgetting it. I'm forgetting it. Uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. The Re it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, and there's also your word. There's also identity. I've already begun the research for your word. I've already begun the research for the revelation of Jesus Christ. I've already recorded about half of identity. So it's coming along great. And I think I'm gonna do a series that's gonna be on mental health. Five episodes on mental health. So stay tuned for that. I hope, by the spirit I'm gonna make it. I'm not, I'm not gonna hope, I'm gonna have faith. I'm just going to say that by, by the Spirit, I'm going to make it. All these episodes are going to be out. And, uh, yeah. So, this episode is, is amazing. Wow, the Spirit is so amazing. What if Jesus has been right beside me along, alongside this whole podcast making, episode recording, editing, episode publishing, title making, Description writing, episode number writing, process. What if Jesus? This is so amazing. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, today is still the 11th day of my 40-day wilderness. It's going great. And today, to 
date today has been great, 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 great. And uh, and uh, may I read to you something that this that this is about this 40-day wilderness is about because God told me to write it down. I wrote this on Sunday, 14th of November. I wrote what God wants to do through these 40 days. Through these 40 days, He wants to refine me like fire refining gold, ridding it of impurities. He wants to He wants to teach me how to study His Word, be build a strong Bible studying lifestyle. He wants to direct me and teach me how to worship, and within this is also songwriting. He wants to build me. To, to build in me a strong prayer life, praying consistent, consistently, praying effectively, and praying in tongues which edifies a person. He wants to build my faith. He wants to teach me to trust Him without questioning Him or doubting. He wants to direct my every path and help me to live by faith. There's a lot more, but I don't want to take up too much time. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Stay tuned because um, I'm trying my best. Um, to record these episodes and uh, right now I'm still stuck at the revelation of Jesus Christ but if I don't get moving and trust that the Spirit will catch me if I don't jump off the cliff and trust that the Spirit will catch me then uh, I'm not gonna make it anywhere so even with this revelation of Jesus Christ episode I'm just gonna have to jump to start and just keep on going and keep on pushing in the Spirit and the Spirit wants to see that faith and he'll catch me and help me fly so that's it for this episode stay tuned for the next one which I think I'm not sure but I think is a revelation of Jesus Christ it is a revelation of Jesus Christ episode goodbye